Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash Entitled Parents video. Today we've got stories about entitled teachers, aunts, mothers, and more, but first, a story from Lonely Lockpicker. Woman demands her meal should be free. I work in an upscale hotel restaurant as a server and oversaw an interaction between a lady and one of my coworkers. The server went to the table to take their order, and the lady thought it would be a good idea to have her five-year-old kid place the order. The kid ordered a grilled cheese sandwich off of the kid's menu and then ordered the mother's salmon cavatappi. After the server verifies the order, she takes it to the kitchen. Once the order arrives at the table, the lady makes the claim that the kid ordered the cheese pizza, not the grilled cheese. Despite knowing that this is not true through the verification, the server apologizes and tells them she'll have the chef prepare the pizza. The customer then demands that she leave the grilled cheese on the table so the kid can have something to eat while waiting. After the server returns to the table to inform her the chef is preparing the pizza, the customer then proceeds to say, do you think this is appropriate to bring out to me, pointing at her food? The server, confused, says, excuse me? The lady responds, this is not a full serving of salmon, do you think this is appropriate? The server responds, that's a 5 ounce serving as per the menu. The customer responds, this is not 5 ounces, I want more. Our salmon comes in 5 ounce pre-portioned packages from our supplier. The server apologizes and goes to the chef. To appease the customer, the chef sends her out an additional serving of salmon alongside the kid's pizza. After they finish their meal, the customer complains that the kid didn't get to eat because of the mistake, despite him finishing 60% of the food. The manager agreed to comp the kid's food, and the server brings the check to the table. The lady then proceeds to go ask the manager and says, I was just thinking, and I believe my meal should be free as well. Confused, the manager asks, why do you think so? She responds, for the inconvenience. The manager then responds, well, I comped the kid's meal for you already. She then responds boldly, well, I'm the customer and the customer is always right. The manager then responds firmly, you are not getting your meal for free. The lady then pays her tab and storms out of the restaurant and then starts berating the hotel front desk staff about what happened. She didn't leave the server a tip either. Personally, I believe the customer was trying to scam the restaurant for a free meal. I am sickened that people feel like it's appropriate to behave like this. I think OP's pretty on the money here. I think they were just trying to get whatever as much as they could for as little as they could. Would you guys agree with me when I say that if anybody acts even remotely like this, that they should just be straight up banned from that restaurant, especially after they didn't leave any tip at all? Or is that just a part of being in the restaurant business? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is from Waldo Clown. Sister kicks out an entitled woman from my grand's flat. Okay, so this story happened to my sister roughly a year ago. My grand was on holidays and my sister had an internship in Paris. So she was staying at my grand's place there. 
Her boyfriend at the time was living in Paris, so he would spend some time at the flat from time to time. Now, my gran had a childhood friend, M, who would mooch off her sometimes. A couple of hundred euros here, a gift there, lending of a vacation house, that kind of stuff. M called my gran telling her that M's son had moved in her place for the holidays with his family and kicked her out. M lived by the sea, so she had driven to Paris but had nowhere to go. So Gran told her to go to the flat and warned my sister that she'd have to live with M for a few days. M had also asked for cash for gas, so my Gran told my sister to give M a couple hundred euros and she'd pay her back. All the time M was at the flat, she intruded on my sister's personal moments with her boyfriend, made advances to the boyfriend, and treated my sister like her personal maid. Had her cooking, go grocery shopping, my sister had to pay for everything, change her sheets, M was incontinent so that was a daily occurrence. So my sister moved to stay at her boyfriend's. M called my gran to complain that my sister didn't want to help. Graham shrugged it off. Now after a few weeks, Gran wanted my sister to go get M out of the flat. Gran had learned that M was sleeping and peeing in her bed. So that was the moment she said enough. Problem is, M said she couldn't leave because she had lost her car. She parked it somewhere when she arrived and couldn't remember where. Sure. All she could remember is that it was parked between North Station and the Seine River on a one-way street. So my sister's boyfriend went on Google Maps and cataloged every one-way street, took his bike and M's keys, and went out searching one morning in the Parisian streets. He also checked the streets that were on the opposite side of the station. His instinct served him right because that's where he found the car. She had lied on the location, but also knew exactly where the car was because she had paid for parking every single day. After digging, we also found out that it was the street where M's daughter lived. Basically, she was hoping to squat Gran's flat for who knows how long. The boyfriend brought the car back, my sister killed her with politeness telling her to leave, gave her some cash, and sent her on her merry way. I mean, it's nice that M had people who were so willing to help them out and look out for them. In fact, considering how good Gran was to M, it's kind of impressive how much M attempted to mooch off them. I guess that might come with the territory if you're the kind of person that is willing to kind of overextend yourself to help out who you think are your friends. All the way to the point where they feel comfortable enough to pee in your very own bed. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Our next story is from Wham Bam, thank you man. Why I hate my grandparents' neighbor. So my grandparents live in a gated community. It's kind of expensive, so the people who live in there can get a little prissy, but nothing as bad as in this story. So I went over to my grandparents one weekend, and my grandmother asks me if I could go help the neighbor's kid with a school project. It was about 8 at night, but I can never say no to this woman. I went over, ready to do some work, when entitled neighbor answers the door. They say, you must be the neighbor's grandson. Thanks for coming by so late. I say, yeah, it's cool. Where's your son? They say, he's over there by the computer. He already has the research done, he just needs help making the presentation. I think to myself, wow, this will be easy. I introduce myself to the kid. He's about 12, and overall he was a nice kid, if not a little nervous. As we're doing the project, entitled neighbors standing by the counter watching over us and commenting on the work. They say, can you make that picture bigger please? We want to make sure the class can see it. Same with the words. I say, yeah, sure, no problem. I make the picture a bit bigger and more central and make the words look more like commentary. She chimes in again, a bit ruder. 
Mm-mm, bigger. We have to make sure the people in the back can see it. I say, but if we make it bigger, we won't be able to fit the words and picture on one slide. She says, that's fine, just make them bigger. I say, okay, tell me when. I start slowly making the font bigger until one of them tells me to stop. She doesn't tell me to stop till they get up to 48, and even then the words are barely fitting on the slide. She says, perfect, now just do all the slides like that and we'll be done in a jiffy. We weren't gonna be. Every time I tried to help this kid make his presentation look better, heck, even when he tried to make it look better, she had to interject. It was always, make this bigger, I can't see that from here, take that off, it looks tacky. This went on for two hours. Finally, we finish. Entitled Neighbor's Kid says, This looks great, thanks so much, I can't wait to show this in class. That's when I noticed the presentation is 36 slides long. There was absolutely no way he was going to be allowed to present something this long in a classroom. I told him as much, and I said the same to the mother. She said, no, I think it looks perfect. I'm sure the teacher won't mind his being a little extra long. I say, but he could seriously lose points if he doesn't shorten it, or worse, doesn't present. The kid says, I mean, we can shorten some of the less big stuff. The mother says, fine, if you think it'll get him a better grade, but it's on you if he fails. I was a bit annoyed at that comment, but at least I made some progress. We managed to bring the slides down from 36 to 28 at which point it was hard to compress stuff without deleting sections outright. Now, some of you are probably saying, Jesus, 28 slides for a 12-year-old? That's a lot for a teacher to assign. I do agree, but this story takes place in late-ish January, so I figured it was one of those Christmas break projects that were really long. When I finally take a look at his rubric for the project, I saw something horrible. The assignment called for 8 to 10 slides. I was so upset because we now had to cut out so much. I go to the mother and talk to her about it. I say, hey, so the project calls for 8 to 10 slides, so we're going to have to cut some stuff out. She says, "Mm -mm, no, my child spent hours getting that research and all of it is going into the presentation. I say, but the teacher will never let him actually present that in class. It's too long. The entitled neighbor, slightly more annoyed, says, I thought you were working for so long to fix that problem. I say, that was before I knew it was originally four times as long as the maximum. She says, whatever, it's better to go over than under anyways. If he's done with the presentation, you can leave. At this point, it's almost 11 at night, and I just didn't have the energy to deal with it anymore. I wasn't even getting paid for this. The most I got was some hot chocolate. It tasted like crap, by the way. About a week and a half goes by and my grandmother calls me, saying she just got off the phone with her neighbor. Apparently her kid got a terrible grade on the project and it was all my fault. I caught up with the kids a while later, he got a B-. I told her the situation, and she hangs up to talk to the lady. When she calls back, she says the lady did confirm that that's what happened, but still says it's my fault. Needless to say, I was not asked, nor did I ever offer, to help her again. This is one of those rare situations where I think you can just say flat out, that kid's mom is an idiot. Let alone the fact that I'm assuming this would be presented on some kind of projection screen probably, or a bigger video screen that the kids are going to see. This isn't going to be on some little laptop screen. You don't need size 48 font. I don't know what it is about it, but there's something that is so frustrating to me about somebody who just can't understand that 
not all screens are made alike. That size 16 font is going to be more than readable on this blown up picture on the screen or projector, let alone the fact that they dismissed the rubric. Our next story is from Atomic Russian 01. Entitled parent thinks he can urinate anywhere despite possible federal offenses. So I work private security in Texas, and my company happens to work at one of the school districts. Well, one of the schools in the school district that we patrol has portable buildings behind the main school, and then to the side. It has a football field and track. Occasionally at around 8 o'clock when our shift starts, there's some sort of event going on, whether it's football or some track thing. And so there's lots of parents and kids there, obviously. Well, as I get on shift, I come on the property and check the property. Everyone is where they're supposed to be. Now, no one can go behind these portables. They can stay over in the track and field area or in a different section further down on the backside of the school. I park up by the portable buildings in view of the football field and the people further down on the backside of the school so I can see what everyone is doing. Enter entitled man. I notice he decided to walk behind the portables. I decide to follow to see where he's going and I noticed him start to urinate on the side of the portable. There's activities going on, so there's kids nearby. I called to the man stating, Hi, I'm my name and who I work for, and inform him that he needs to stop immediately and leave this area. The individual decides to go fussy with me and complains because he has to go to the bathroom and he's going to go there. I informed him that it's a criminal class B offense for indecent exposure if a kid happens to see him. He stated to me that no one ever says anything, so why am I calling him out? Note that this man is also black, so from what I understood he said, I'm black, that's the only reason why I'm being called out. I told him that no matter who you are, if I see you urinating in public, especially when there's kids around, I'm gonna call you out and I'm gonna make sure you stop, and if you don't, I'm gonna call the police. He mumbled something as he walks away, and that's that. I know there's not really too much Karen or entitledness in it, but just the fact that he thought he could urinate in this area because he really had to, even though there were kids around, and there would be no consequences, absolutely boggles my mind. I feel like the whole overall situation was kind of awkward from honestly both sides, but I do agree with the sentiment that if you're going to stop and take a leak outside somewhere, preferably do it where there aren't any kids around. Our next story is from Gundam Liam. Miserable teacher took advantage of my mental condition to say I wasn't trying my hardest. This happened in my third quarter of sixth grade. I did online school for three-fourths of the year of my sixth grade year because this all happened back when COVID was relatively new. My parents wanted me to go back to in-person, forgot the reason entirely, but I generally can't really go against what my parents say. If they say I gotta do something, I gotta. Now, I'm gonna get this out of the way now, but I have ADHD and autism. The latter, my parents and doctor pretty much were sure I had, but I didn't get an official diagnosis until last year for both. Apparently, I did really bad on an assignment during the last five or so weeks of school, and my English teacher was really upset about that, so the following conversation ensued. Mrs. B, the teacher, said, Hey, OP? I say, Yes, Mrs. B? They say, Can I see you out in the hall for a second? And I say, Okay. Now, at this point, I was confused. I didn't do anything bad or exceptionally good, but I went along with it. Then I saw my 5th grade math teacher, who taught 6th grade for this year, and then went on to middle school for the next. She was nice and I had a lot of funny moments with her. Please note the following is paraphrased because I can't remember it all too well. Mrs. B said, We want to talk about this assignment you did the other day. 
take a look at it and see what's wrong with it. I say, okay, I'll take a look. Still confused, I look at the assignment and see a D minus. I was surprised to say the least. I think I did relatively good on this assignment. Although I forget what it was for. I say, all I'm seeing wrong is a few errors. Why is it a D minus? They say, what do you mean there's a few errors? This is awful. I say, what do you mean? I did good on it. They say, no, you Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Didn't? I've seen fourth graders do better work on it. I say, well, you got my note right. You know that I have autism and I don't do well on subjects that I'm interested in. What I'm about to say infuriates me two years later to this day. She said, and I quote, I've worked with kids with autism before. None of them acted like this. For anybody who doesn't understand, autism's on a spectrum, low functioning or high. Really, nobody with it is the same. Plus, I have ADHD. Those two never conflict well. I get distracted easily and I tend not to focus at all on what I'm not interested in. Meaning you get sloppiness on stuff I don't care about. By this point, I'm crying. I say, what do you mean? They say, this is work that should be turned in by kindergartners, OP. Not sixth graders with alleged autism. I think my math teacher saw that I wasn't taking this too lightly, so she just said, yeah. Those were the only words that she said during the entire thing. And she was nice to me for the rest of the year. They say, do better next time or it'll go to an F-. You can go back in now. I say, okay. I wiped up my tears and went back in, everybody looking at me, seeing my pain that I was hiding. The rest of the darn year, I kept getting looks from people. Them probably thinking I was some sort of idiot kid that belonged in Sped Squared. When I got home, I immediately busted into tears in front of my mother. She asked what was wrong, and I explained the whole thing to her. Her face went from sympathetic to sympathetic anger. 
From that day on, she tried her darn hardest to get me a 504 for my autism and ADHD on the day of my diagnosis. One year later, her hard work paid off. Around the middle of my first year of middle school, wow, ironic, I was called into a meeting with my principal, the student advocate, and my teachers. We worked out my 504, and when I got home, I hugged my mother to death. Thankfully, I'm now able to have a lot more freedom with how I do my assignments. The rest of the year went smoothly, and hopefully it'll go smoothly for my second year of middle school. I really do love my mother to death. She really only wants the best for me and my two younger siblings. Honestly, when you hear a story like this, you're so grateful to hear that OP has a support system like their mom. It also scares me to know that there's teachers out there like this who somehow can't grasp that not all students are the same. They probably believe that they should have one lesson plan, one method of teaching, and every kid should just be able to figure it out on their own. Disability or not, because other kids didn't have issues. <sighs> People like that should not be educating children. This next story is from Ryan Space Ace. Update, my entitled mom is mad at me for telling my stepdad about her trying to move out with me. I, 18-year-old male, just moved out of my entitled parents' place. My mom made it so hard when I was moving. As of earlier today, I moved basically all my stuff and only had a few things left. My mom called one of her friends over and told her that I was moving out. The friend that came over had a kid two years younger than me. We went to the same school before I graduated. When I would walk home from school, more often than not, I'd hear her bad-mouthing my mom to the other parents. I only heard bits and pieces of my mom and her friend's conversation, but from what I heard, my mom told her friend that she gave me a place to live for 18 years and now I was leaving without paying her back or paying rent for the time I stayed there after my 18th birthday. I turned 18 not even three days ago. Her friend went off on me, telling me I should be ashamed of myself and that she doesn't know how my mom got stuck with me as a kid. I wanted to say something back, but I just put in my earbuds and listened to music. A little while later, just before I was leaving, I noticed I was missing a picture of me and my band in costume. We're a KISS tribute band. I'm Ace Fraley in the band. I looked around and saw my mom and her friend looking at it, laughing to themselves and criticizing me. I took it back and my mom said, I don't know how you're still in that band. They could get a much better guitarist. I said, I may not be the best guitarist but my friends don't talk about me behind my back. Then I took the picture and left. My mom and her friend argued as I was leaving. My stepdad hasn't come home yet. I texted him and asked if he was alright, and he said he was staying at his friend's house until he processes the situation. Even though he's a major jerk and lectures me for no reason, part of me still felt a little bad. I'm at my grandparents' house now. I still have to get settled, but I'm free. I feel like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. My grandpa even got me a new flying V for my birthday. I usually play my Les Paul, but the V looks bad to the bone. I'm happy with it. Once again, I don't really know how to end this post, so I'm going to leave it here. I think the easy and common sentiment that most people are going to say is you don't owe your parents necessarily anything. You can definitely want to give back to them, and it's great to give back to your parents, but if they're going to be the kind of parents that take your picture, laugh at you, and belittle you behind your back... You don't owe them anything. It was their legal responsibility to give you a house and feed you and clothe you till you were 18 years old. That was a choice that you never got to make. Our next story is from the Eldritch Rider. Entitled Aunt thinks family means free dog sitter at Hurt a Man. So my aunt is always going camping with her son or on hiking trips with her boyfriend about every other weekend and she never takes her dog with her. 
The current excuse is she doesn't think he'll get along with her boyfriend's dog. She never takes him anywhere, always has me and my parents' dog sit for her. It wouldn't be a problem if he wasn't a dog from heck. Pees on everything, super territorial, bites people for being too close, terrorizes my cats to the point they're terrified of coming downstairs when he's here. When we dog sit, she rarely picks him up when she's supposed to. She's always super late to everything. She'll say she'll be here at 9pm and instead it's close to midnight when she shows. Or she won't show up until the next day because she or her son were too tired to swing by on their way home to get their dog. There's been several instances where she asks my dad if he can watch the dog, and even without him actually agreeing to it, she'll show up in our backyard with our dog for us to watch. She has a history of having Facebook tantrums about how she has to cancel her plans during the times we say no and how it's so unfair to her. Well, my parents are going on a two-week vacation at the start of August. I'm staying home to take care of the house and our pets, and have plans to go with my grandmas, who live one and a half hours away, to do a joint birthday celebration with hers since our birthdays are that first week of the month. My aunt heard about my parents' plan of vacation last month and decided around the 4th that she's going on a vacation to the Grand Canyon with her son, her boyfriend, and his son. For those same two weeks, my parents will be having theirs. The woman had the actual gall to ask my folks to reschedule their vacation so they'd be home to babysit her dog for two weeks. My parents flat out refused because why the freak should they have to reschedule their vacation for her? She refused to accept their refusal and while we were all hanging out at my grandma's backyard, she just kept trying to persuade us. She says we, her and her son, never get to take a vacation together out of state. I don't want to have to cancel. Dad says, you don't have to cancel. You'll have to find someone or some place to watch the dog since wife and I won't be here or just take him with you. She says, well, he's not good with these kinds of trips. Mom says, have you ever actually taken him on a trip? You don't know how well he handles these if you never take him. She says, well, he probably won't get along with boyfriend's dog and he gets so mean around people. OP, you're not going so you can watch him, can't you? You don't have anything else to do. I say, no, I have plans during that time and watching him on my own is exhausting. He bit me three times the last time he was here, and I have to watch him like a hawk to make sure he doesn't attack my cats. She says, well, the cats just hide upstairs when he's around, so they'll be fine. I say, and you think it's fair for our cats to have to hide upstairs for two whole weeks? One of them gets so freaked out by him just being there that she barely eats when he's around. Three days is hard enough on her. Two weeks is cruel. She says, well, you could figure something out. I really don't want to have to take him to the kennels for two weeks. I don't think it's humane to keep a dog in a kennel. Are you sure you can't push your vacation back a few weeks? It's just a lot of no's and eventually the conversation dropped and we thought that everything was fine. But then my aunt went on her usual Facebook rants because she probably felt no one in the fam would see. Only my mom, my sister, and our uncle, a different aunt's husband, and his son are ever really on Facebook besides her going on a woe is me, the world is unfair complaint about how we're mean and that family's supposed to help each other out, so why can't we just stop being selfish and watch your dog? And if she doesn't have anyone to watch her dog, then she and her son will have to cancel plans and won't be able to go with her boyfriend and his son to the Grand Canyon. And how unfair that was to them. 
She's also been pestering us constantly since then, the Facebook post, to see if we're suddenly available to take her dog for her. I'm honestly not going to be surprised if she just shows up in the backyard again to drop him off regardless of being told no. Turns out the dog is one of those small 10-pound ankle-biter type dogs, so it's a little less surprising, honestly, that they're aggressive because, honestly, just a lot of those chihuahua-like dogs are just naturally aggressive. That said, it's pretty easy and blatant here to say, if you have a dog, it's your responsibility to take care of them. You can't just pawn them off on somebody else left and right. I'd be of the opinion that they can go on their little Facebook rant all they want. I wouldn't care. Our next story is a follow-up to our previous post from the Eldritch Rider. Update, entitled Aunt Thinks Family Means Free Dog Sitter at Her Demand. So, my aunt did not drop her dog off at my house, so that's good. Especially since my cat with eating problems is finally gaining weight. If that dog was here, all her progress would be undone. I ran into her at the grocery store yesterday. I tried to escape, to sneak by unnoticed, but I failed my stealth check so she caught me, blocked my card, and just started talking. As it turns out, my grandma agreed to watch him, i.e. she kept asking and guilting her until my grandma gave in, which is probably for the best. My grandma lives on farmland so she can easily just keep him outside and not worry if he gets to be too much. Though my gran only agreed to watch him for a week, so my aunt is upset since the vacation that she only took because she heard my parents were taking a vacation and didn't want to be outdone is only a week long instead of two. She did try to ask if I could watch the dog the second week, which I refused, so she's upset. We'll probably make a post on Facebook saying how selfish people are to not watch that heck count and ruining her vacation, or maybe she has already. I'm never on Facebook, so I don't really know. I figured it'd be the end of it, but no. Since her vacation's only a week long, she'll be back either Friday or Saturday. My grandma and I are having a birthday dinner on Friday at one of the restaurants in my town. Both our birthdays are next week, with just the two of us. So now my aunt wants her and her son in on that if they're back on Friday, even though it's specifically just for my gran and I to eat and spend time together. But as it is with her, if she's back on Friday, then she'll 100% expect to join us for dinner and be upset if she fails to strong arm either of us into letting them go. And if we've already ate, she'll be upset that we didn't wait for her. It is what it is, unfortunately. So fingers crossed her boyfriend comes in clutch and doesn't bring them back until late Friday night or Saturday. I have a lot of stories revolving around her, her entitlement, and her just selfish behavior. Like how she went, lol he's so funny when her son destroyed my grandma's birthday cake. The absolute tantrum she threw last Christmas. Or her weird double standards for giving versus receiving gifts. I mean I know family is family but if they're a type of person that's going to constantly be tapping on you to see if they can push you over. You know constantly testing you to see if they can get what they want from you. At what point do you finally just say this is enough leave me alone, stay out of my life. And our final story of the day is from Throwaway Entitled. Entitled Mother blames me for taking a flight to country home. The story takes place at our country home. At this time, my mother, female, 75, and brother, male, 40, were staying there with me, male, 40, and our respective families. Entitled Mother took a flight to an adjacent town, followed by a two-hour taxi for 500 euros to get there. My brother and spouses have been a bit confounded by this, 
I personally assumed that it was to be able to arrive earlier and depart later than the rest of us since she is retired. However, she arrived and departed at the same dates as the rest of us. The mystery deepened. This conversation followed. I say, I don't really understand why you chose to fly instead of going by car with us. And if you wanted to travel alone, there's a direct train, which is much cheaper, easier, and faster. She says, this is your fault. You should reimburse me for my financial loss. I say, how is this my fault? You chose to fly. She says, I couldn't go with you in your car. I say, you didn't ask. You reserved the ticket a long time ago. Also, if I ask my brother, I'm fairly certain that you didn't ask him either. She says, I didn't even need to ask. You for certain would have said no and I know it. I say, well, that is ridiculous. We drove you last year with no complaint. She says, you better think, says some things that's insulting between the lines. She thinks this is clever. This is your fault. I get mad and leave the room. So in hindsight this year, she wanted us to explicitly ask her and she couldn't ask herself. And she wanted us to ask her earlier than three months before traveling. At the time she bought the tickets, all the trouble and cost she holds me liable for still today. I thought it would be self-explanatory that she could go with us, since that's what happened every other year. There's not a lot more entitled behaviors that annoy me more than the mind reader, the classic, well, why didn't you go ahead and take the initiative and ask me to do whatever? It always just leaves you standing there like, how was I supposed to know to ask you? How was I supposed to know that's what you wanted? You should have just told me. But no, it's all your fault. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another Entitled Parent story that was absolutely crazy, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.